ready for some football? You are now listening to Down South Football Podcast. Welcome to Down South Football Podcast. This will be what I call the postseason hey, edition. Hey, young world. Oh, God. Hey, young world. What is he talking about now? Young world. Uh, 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 uh. All I know is if it's you got two. Qu- oh, go, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here we go. We can't. Always go back to FSU. Can't even tell the folks what the show is about before we go back to FSU. Anyway, <coughs> this is. Our recruiting recruiting recap show from the early signing period, okay. uh, which has now really taken over as the signing day, which we'll talk about that later in the show. Right. And uh, we're just going to start off a little bit. Y'all know who this is. This is your boy, Renard Williams. Y'all can hit me up on Twitter, at Renard D. Williams. And the other voice y'all have already heard, but I'll let him go ahead and introduce himself. Y'all don't know what time it is, man. This your main man. I am DJ Double Dose, man. You can reach me on... Instagram and Twitter at I am DJ Double I got a question. Shoot, uh, uh, tell the people who you, I come here every time. Renard introduces himself. They say he say you already know who he is. How you know the folks know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just do that part. Okay. <laughs> so you introduce, he interrupt. Yeah, that's, that's okay, pretty, okay, that's okay. Pretty okay. much how that goes. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so, so in here today, man. Again, missed missed the last segment, but this day, man. Uh, you reach me on Facebook if you like Dave Gardner. Um, you know Instagram. I changed my Instagram actually. It's what more, to what? A little bit more professional. It's, okay. Oh. It's d dot l dot. Oh, d dot l dot. Okay. Gardner. It's, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It's you a know, business wise. Little bit business wise. Business you know, wise. You know, okay. Life good, homie was a little hoodish. Okay. But you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, you, coming, I'm coming up in the world like elevators. So. You know, change it up just a little. Change a little bit. bit. So you know, on Twitter is dl gardner two hundred five man. Uh, in here trying to break down this recruiting, and uh, that's it, man. Just glad to be around you guys again. Okay. Well, Ben, you know, uh, we had the – I said National Signing Day, but it's actually the signing period because it goes okay. from Wednesday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we had our notables, of course, as yeah. we get into it. As we get into the team rankings, we'll go over the top ten. Top, I say top ten don't look too surprising. Let's see. No. Because, you know, this is the only championship Georgia win every year. Seem like why, well, man? Why we got the Georgia hate? I going mean, but on? I mean because you already know what they do, man. They 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 win this recruiting battle. Well, I ain't gonna say they win. They they win for them. No, they 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 a consistent top five class. Yeah. Which for what the level they're trying to compete at, that's what they that's what they're gonna probably have to continue to do. Eighty. I think they know that. <laughs> but uh, going. I mean, of course, you know, there's several different rankings. Uh, main reason I use twenty four seven because it is a combination of ESPN rivals and of twenty four seven on composite scores. So okay. you take the score from ESPN, you take the score from rivals, and you take that score, and that's how they come up with it. So, but I definitely respect ESPN, definitely respect rivals, but it's just easy to use it. So we had Clemson number one for right now, but from what from what the analysts were saying, there's nothing too much that anybody's gonna be able to do to overtake them with with Let's count them. Not six. one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six five stars. Six five. Six five stars. stars. Eleven four stars. Three and uh six three stars. Now I I just got the total commits up right here. I don't I can't remember if all of them signed or not, but we'll get into that in a second. Alabama came in with twenty six commits. I think their class is basically almost full. 
26 commits. Yeah. Ohio State came in third. Uh, 25 commits. Georgia with 19 at four. Still got room. LSU at five. But I, I heard that I was I was hearing that Georgia was going to sign a smaller class this year because of oh. some others. But I'm not. Gotcha. 100% sure on that. LSU with 21, came in at five. Texas A&M. Look at Jimbo doing what he do best. Let's break it down and see how many linemen in this class. Oh, my. <laughs> I, people, I apologize. I apologize. It's like it's like it's just it's like keywords. You know what I'm supposed to talk about? This keyword you just can't say. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, man. It's, it's, it's trigger it's, words. Oh, man. Boy, there we go. Uh, Auburn checking in at 24 commits. Florida at eight with twenty four commits. Texas at nine with seventeen, which is a little surprising for them. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma checking in at number ten with twenty two. If y'all want to go past that, we'll not gonna go through the whole top twenty five. But like, please understand, this is after this particular signing right. period. This is we still have one more signing period to go. But we, I say, we have probably at least thirty five percent of they, the uh, recruiting stuff. I think they, gotta, I think they gotta put it on here. This is as of six twenty today. Central okay, time. Okay, good. So, that's fine. I mean, I know it was updated through probably like yesterday and today, right. but uh, but moving on from them, uh, was there anything that anybody saw yesterday that caught them by surprise? I had a few, but I mean, I had a couple, but and and I guess we're talking more of we can talk we talk full class. Or classes, or you can talk about necessarily some flips uh, that happened, and just anything of that nature that caught you. That caught you. I, I think Tennessee being right there at fifteen, right, caught a lot of people eye, and they was in on a lot of people late. I mean, I I, I joked about Texas A and M, but them finishing in the top ten is for them. I mean, on one end, the product on the field may not be where they wanted to be just yet, but. Jimbo was doing what he do. This is a positive spin. He's doing what mm-hmm. he do. I mean, to get a top ten class in there in year what two year three. Right. So I mean, that's saying a lot. Texas A and M is sitting right there. They sitting right there with they. You know, they sitting right there at the table when you are sitting at number six. I think that's that's very that that that's what surprised me out of out of what I saw from yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, people. Laughing about something different. Uh, on side note, he he's just happy right now. And I'll tell you why he's happy in a minute. Uh, but looking at it, man, like I don't I was a little surprised about Texas being in, in the overall top ten. And honestly, please, before y'all get into it, we're not gonna have chances to go and break down every class, right, every commit. That's not what this show is about. It's just talking about a little bit of things that we saw yesterday. Uh they actually have the number one uh class in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, which was kind of a little bit surprising to me. Herman, now, Herman, hanging on. He yeah, he I, now I knew about the B. John, B. B. Jan, how you say it? Robinson guy from Arizona, running back, six foot, two hundred pounds from S- S- Sapote, man, Catholic, <laughs> whatever you want to call Tucson, <laughs> Tucson, Arizona, five right. star running back. And he, he went and got signed. him. He went and got him. <laughs> man, he, I'm talking about. He was like, look, I, I can't, I can't get what I want in Texas. Is Arizona turning into a, a new hotbed? Because you starting to see a, no, 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 just okay, no, no. no. It's, it's about for high school or yeah, like for Juco? high school, for high school. I mean, they always have a few of them. You gotta think, you know, that's what Christian Kirk came out of. You know, right. he came out of Arizona. I mean, they always have. They just not a, they're not a Georgia. Well, gotcha. I'm talking about state of Georgia. They're not like gotcha. a hot hotbed. Where it's just like you are gonna get 
30 to 40, 50 recruits that could all be three, four stars or higher. It's just it's just a different type of vibe out there. Gotcha. You know, they're, they're going to they're, they're gonna put out somebody, but I'm not sure if, if we think what, what it's going to be. So, um, t- looking at some of the top players, uh, David, I know you have a few players that you liked uh, from yesterday. You got one in mind you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, man, I got uh... – I got my guy. I've been watch. I watched this kid on YouTube, man, and um, it was um, it was just kind of evident. I mean, it just jumped jumped off the screen to me. Uh, Demarcus Bowman, uh, he signed with with Clemson. Not right. that they, not that they needed any help, but they damn sure didn't uh, need no more extra help. I mean, this no, kid no, is geez. is super super explosive. I mean, if you all hadn't seen him, just go to YouTube, man, and just type in Demarcus Bowman. I mean, he's on the basically. I mean, I mean, he his state championship. You know, game is on is on there. I mean, he just basically told his team the victory. He flashed. He, he yeah. flashes. Yeah, I mean, he got it all. I mean, he's only they got him listed at five ten one ninety one. So he's not a very big back, but he's a but he runs like he, he runs powerful, man. I, I was really impressed with that. Another thing too that jumped off the screen at me, I guess, was um, some of the local kids that that signed early in Birmingham. And I was talking to Renard before the show. You know, the early signing period now is kind of, you know, it's kind of as a trend. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of kids, you know, this year that's that's signed early out of the, you know, out of the, you know, the, the, the local area. And I'll I'll kind of give them a shout out towards the end of the show. But um, all of it, I think, based off what I've seen, I mean, really, Bowman is, I know there's a lot of playmakers up and down here, but Bowman, man, he caught my eye way back in the spring of this year, man, and I – Clemson didn't need no more help. Nah, man. Nah, just didn't. put it that way. Nah, they didn't. Not at all. <laughs> I'm with you on that, and and that's crazy that, that that one caught your eye. But the one they talked about with Clemson the most was Demarcus Bowman kid, the guy from 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 Lakeland, Florida. Like you know, they that's the one that they thought that's the one that's probably the jewel of the class and they running back class. You know, that's the crazy part about it. So you know, as they say, the rich get richer when it comes to that. So, uh, we can talk about a couple of. Individual, more individual players that I that I like, okay. that I, I was uh, really really into this early cycle. The Justin Flow guy, the guy that not shocking considering what Oregon is doing, but ended up going to Oregon. He's the number four player overall. Yeah, uh, the top inside linebacker at a solid six two, two hundred twenty five, supposed to be an athletic freak. Um, and another guy that was in, I'll say, top four or five that I really liked was Miles Murphy. He was, of course, it came down between us and Clemson in the end. And, of course, we knew that we couldn't overpower that Clemson. <laughs> that Clemson. But, but but what kept us in this was, was our track record with recruits from Georgia and our track record with uh, defensive line recruits and with Rodney Gardner because that's, that's, he always pulling – Something away from Georgia, but Miles Murphy, man, six five, two hundred and sixty pounds. And that boy can bend. That boy can hit that end, bro. I like I, I, so many clips where it was just like the little, the little offense tackle didn't didn't stand a chance. He didn't. <laughs> he he didn't have a chance, yeah, bro. I'm sitting there like, and, <sighs> and you know something else. And I think even even staying right there with that, you know, Tennessee surprised me a lot too with what they've been able to put together. But yeah, with that's what we're just talking with, about yeah. with their with their class. I mean, because like you said, I mean, you you think about it, you look at where they were at the beginning of the season and where they ended up. You know that had to have a lot had to have a lot of impact 
on their class was like, okay, well, these cats showed improvement from week one to the end. And you had a lot of people that done bought, a lot of kids that done bought into it. Well, I, I will say, I'm not going to say it's definitely that. I think it's, and I think Dave can speak to this even more. When you got a program that's struggling, you, you look at internally with what's going on with the coaching. Right. What, what the, what's the message that they're selling you and, and what they're getting. Because, you know, we, we look at it that way because we always see the Alabamas and we see the Clemson, we see the Georgia. But at the beginning of Clemson run, like Clemson Dude, wasn't was a doing, bunch of, they were doing, they weren't doing. I'm talking about like after they had won that championship, even after the Sean, they was only pulling in sometime a top ten, top twelve class. Right. Not because they have a talent. Some of it was numbers, but some of it was just like it was like like Dabo would say, we got what we needed. That that was his. That was like his main spiel that he was going with. It was like you know we're getting people that like you said we're getting people that we need because even in some of those years we were still out recruiting them, but <laughs> the results on the field was saying something completely. Different than you know than what we were seeing, and you know speaking to the you know you know we got what we need. I was just actually just texting my son. I'm looking at. I was just kind of scrolling through, and just having to just click on Louisville, which you know they ended up right now. They are well, really, that's probably what they're going to be. They're like a 40th class in the nation, but yeah, I kinda, say that's we, what they kind of contributed to to that. Yeah, we did. We did have that a little bit, but <laughs> uh, I say that to say it is is that they didn't. They didn't even take a running back in this class. Um, and that was kind of eye-opening to me. So, like you said, you recruit, you know, what you need. What you need at the time. You know, at the time. And um, this is a perfect example. It really is, man. And and the biggest thing about recruiting is everybody's going to celebrate their class. And uh, we really don't want to get into a lot of players today, man, because right, I'm sure right, y'all, right. Can, y'all can look at that. But, you know – but from from being, you know, I, I I am excited to hear about you. I know I texted you yesterday as everything was going down, and I was just saying, hey, I said the eyes are on you, and I told you, I told you, all you got to do is just be patient. This recruiting thing, I'm a, I'm gonna teach you. I'm tell you, I'm gonna I mean, continue, I'm, I'm I'm continue to teach you. I'm with you. I'm with it's, it's fluid. It's very. It's fluid. It's very. Your, your point. Your <laughs> point. Your fluid. point. You told. Your point. You told me when we were texting a little while, probably about a week or two ago, and you were just like, look. When I was telling you I was frustrated about the whole thing with Sims, right. you like, look, just, you know, when one coach leaves, the other coach normally has a plan. It takes time. And just because you lose out on somebody or you probably made somebody may decommit, that coach normally has an opportunity to bring his people in. Right. And he has his own agenda and his own game plan. And, and no knock on Memphis. I think Memphis is a great university. Right. But- in this case, you have a coach that you bonded with, and now that he has the opportunity to at a bigger at a bigger stage, mm-hmm. and he's still interested in you. I mean, that's 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 a no brainer to me. And that's pretty much what happened with the Chubba situation. They had identified him at you know on the Memphis level, but of course he was too big time. He wasn't gonna come. He wasn't gonna come to Memphis, but once you you know Memphis turned to Florida State, that brand came a little bigger, and now it's like, come on down here, and let's talk, let's talk a little more. So, and that's what you're going to see. But talking about Florida State class, how do you feel as uh, in in recruiting? It's not all about getting five star, five no, star. No, 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 it's no. great, but it's it's also about filling needs. I learned so, that a while ago. So, how do you feel about 
with the time frame that it was in. And we, like I said, we're just talking right now. You know, y'all right. about to lay some for real groundwork, and we'll see it in the end of February where you Way are. And really, not even in the February. It's really going to be at the end of the twenty twenty one class. That's going to be like, okay, this is what it. This is a this is a year of what uh, laying the groundwork. Keeping a relationship going, high school coaches, getting what kids happens. on campus, showing them what happened. And it's not, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is the most misleading thing about recruiting for some schools. For some schools, it, it won't be about the the what happens on the field. Because see, what happens on the field right now for y'all mm-hmm. is different from what happens on the field with us. Right. So like whatever Gus is doing has an influence on recruiting because I mean, hell, in ESPN, we finished number five. Twenty four seven, we finished seven, and then in Rivals we finished eight. But hell, look who it finished above you. Right, you got Bama at two, Georgia LSU, at four, Georgia. LSU at five. Right, right. So you got the three, the three teams you gonna have to battle <laughs> every it's year. You gonna have to battle again. So we're just like, what the hell? Right. So let's talk about Florida State class. For I a mean, bit. ultimately, let's hit on a few of the kids. That I you mean, got. ultimately, the 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 main two, and I think most Florida State fans will agree. You know, we were all in on the Sims train. And, like, me and you had talked about it off air, and I told you some things that was going on that he was looking that he's probably not going to come with it. So, okay, the main thing everybody's been talking about with Florida State, when are they going to – that's been a running joke. When are they going to sign a high school quarterback? Well, this man, Mike, done came in, and not only did he sign one, he signed two. And one of the two he signed was a flip. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you have to look at that and say – he has a plan now. Now that's no knock on that's no knock on James Blackman. Right. It's just a fact that Norvell looks at it like, look, I need to get one of my guys in here and, and what, see what's going on with that. And the other thing with that is this also: you don't ever. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Right. You're loyal to the kid, but you're not loyal to the kid to the point where you're not trying to trying to like have your future. He probably like I met James Blackman, but James Blackman's not putting food on my table. Nope. So I'm going with the key. I'm I'm going to continue to recruit. And this thing about it, recruiting never stops because regardless of what happened, class is going to continue to turn over. Yeah. And class is going to continue to turn over. So you have to continue to recruit. So and he's recruiting the kind of guy that that he wants that he's looking for that maybe can fit his – maybe something that he sees that somebody else doesn't see. And you got to look at and, – and unfortunately, this will be our only mention of him on the show. You got to look at the past regime. The past regime, for whatever it's worth – he didn't recruit a quarterback, although he tried and a couple didn't come. But right. he ended up in his two years, he ended up riding with two people that Jumbo had recruited. Neither one of them was his guy. And then he brought in Alex Hornetbrook. So if you Mike Norvell and you know that because the, 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 the coach is pretty smart, he knows this. So he's like, look, I'm not going to make that same mistake. Right. If I don't do nothing else early, I'm going to make sure I sign – not one, but two quarterbacks. So ultimately, when you look at the two quarterbacks with Purdy, and then you look at Rodermaker, and then we still was able to hold on to the running back, Toafuli, Tafuli, whatever his name is, whatever you want to go with it. Right. Those were the three that stand out because those are the positions right now. I mean, obviously everybody knows the offensive line, but that goes without saying. But those are the three that stands out because you know that Cam is leaving. Cam is gone. And LeBron is in the doghouse. So now what do we have on the roster as far as running backs? Right. So making sure you stuck with him after Rooster McKnight flipped and went to Miami, that was crucial to me. Right. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway from Florida State, 
uh, class was more so geared towards not necessarily who we got, was just the fact that, I mean, after the turmoil we've had over the last, <clears throat> I guess, four seasons or so, three mm-hmm. seasons, I mean, to, to right now in an early signing period to be in the top 25, I think it's great. I think it's something to hang your hat on. I mean, uh, rivals have us at one twenty one. I think ESPN has us at what twenty three, twenty four, somewhere in there. Um, so I think that is something to hang your hat on. I think it's just number one. I think is a direct reflection of the success that Norville had at Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, even though to us he's kind of like a. Maybe not that well known. He's not a Urban Meyer. He's not a Lane right. Kiffin. You know, not no household name. It wasn't the splash <clears throat> high that that we right. were expecting. Right, but sometimes you know maybe you don't really need that splash high. Maybe you need somebody that's gonna come in and just grind. Just grind. You know, and when I, I'm I can't say I'm a hundred percent sold on him because I hadn't seen him coach now one game. Wait and see. You that's know, I'm at. but at the see. same time, you know. You know, be honest, white guy with cornrows in college. Hey. I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> I feel comfortable he can go in the hood and get some recruits. And, and, and let's know. be real. He, I mean, he he did, and and again, I know that that doesn't necessarily equate. It doesn't matter, but he did play. And like you said, you know, it is what it is. Say man. it again, white guy with cornrows. White 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 guy with cornrows that actually played yeah, wide receiver. Right, right. <laughs> right. So you know, I mean, you know, that don't happen often, but but so, you know, yeah, I I think I mean I feel. I I don't know. I'm not gonna put a whole lot in this class because nah. this is not really his class. He held on to a lot right. of what we already had right. coming. Right. So right, and and I think Dugans had a big man. He had a, a, a huge and before we get back to Bernard, that. that that was the other home run, and I think that's what ended up saving yep. Dugans his job. Right, because. Buddy, was it was it Robinson who he held on to? Which it, one was it? Man, it was Robinson, and then and, you um, had Jakai Douglas, the Douglas, one that yep. the, the LSU was trying to get. Right, and yeah, we yeah, still, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And we still got Malachi still going to sign Malachi Wyman. He's the cat that's going to play basketball too. Okay, he hadn't he hadn't signed yet. Right, but they they pretty much are saying that he's still coming regardless. So yeah. the receive the the wide receivers that we brought that we're bringing in. Dugans did he knocked that out the park. Right. So he out of everybody, he had the biggest day yeah, he did. on staff. He, he did. He had the biggest day. This kid, Jared Jackson, I know he's transferring from Louisville. Is right. he is he gonna get a waiver? Is he gotta sit out? Do we know yet? That's what else we're gonna see. Because okay. if he do, he's immediate impact. Yeah, six, that was six, almost that six was six two eighty one on paper. Yeah, and they said yeah. he did good in the game against Bama a couple of years ago when he played. You know, I mean, right. it was kind of like garbage time, but you know, right, right. I mean, you know, so, he was really young. so but, you know, know yeah. we we uh, we're gonna ask you how are you feeling about Auburn's class? Actually, this this being realistic, Shoot. this is probably Gus's most balanced, most need filled class. I ain't appreciate y'all hanging on to them JUCO transfers. Look, bro. I, look, I thought Dilly was look, going. Look, we, I thought, I, you know what, Dilly, no you dilly. already started off on the bad no foot, Dilly. Dilly. I thought you was going to deliver. I, I mean, I thought. I mean, you can't get <laughs> mad at what he did. You know, we, I know we went into it uh, definitely needing at least six or seven offensive linemen. Okay. Uh, three of those, we went the high school route. Uh, well, we went three of those was the high school route. Jeremiah Wright out of Selma. Uh, he's more of a project to me. Uh, I think it's Tate Rulledge, and I forgot the other guy's name out of uh, out of George right now. It, it escapes me right now. Uh, but 
And then we had the three offensive tackles from uh, JUCO, which none of them are really going to be eligible to, <laughs> to do anything in spring because one of them has a tour ACL. One of them has not officially signed because he has academic issues, and one of them won't be here to the, to the summer. So, I mean, they did kind of address it, not all the way address that particular issue um, when it comes to that. But that and – it was to me, like I said before, it was a need. It was a need class, right? And it was like we hit the things we needed on. We needed, we needed a home run running back. We have some really good backs. We needed a home run running back, and also on offense side, we needed difference makers at wide receiver. And we wanted, we got, we went and got size with uh Kobe Hudson. Six one. T- t- but he's no he, not because he's six one, but Kobe Hudson's a guy that's been playing quarterback out of position at his high school, top one hundred recruit. But he's gonna be a wide receiver. But if you look at the other wide receivers, Xavier Zav- Capers. Capers is six three. Mm-hmm. Uh JJ Evans is is six two on here, but you see he's he's really about six three. I mean when you look at the 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 wide receivers that they went and got, they went and got a really full class of a playmaker. Elijah Cannon out of Hollywood, Florida, he's 6'3". Yeah. And the difference, what they were saying was that these guys are not specialized. Like, if you look at Auburn's, some of their receivers now, mm-hmm. like, if you look at Sal Canella, you look at Will Hastings, you look at a lot of guys that had on the field now outside of Seth Williams, they're specialized. Right. Like, they have a specialty of what they do. Okay. You need someone that's going to be more all around and this can just- and this can do it. These guys got length and they can catch. The wide receivers was a good part of it. The uh, DBs in the back end was – Really, really surprising. Uh, we got Chris Thompson Jr., the four-star safety out of uh, Duncanville, Texas. Uh, we got him early in the process. He was a uh, he was he was supposed to be a Texas lean. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you heard the whole time. Was like, oh, he's going to Texas because you know he's from Texas. Then he came down to us and and them, and it was like everybody was kind of shocked that he picked us. Okay. Then they kept saying, oh, he gonna flip. He didn't flip. He signed, he sealed, delivered. Also. From one of the surprises from yesterday is Eric Reed. That's what I was just about to ask you. About Eric Reed out of out of Louisiana. Louisiana. Now that kid, <laughs> depending on what fan base you want to listen to, you know it's it's funny to me that when when kids don't go to your school, it's because you didn't want them. You didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, you know that. <laughs> Come on, Renard. You know that. <laughs> yeah, man, we ain't want them. We ain't want them. We, we ain't want them. And it's sometimes know, there is a number thing, but in this right. case, no. It was Auburn's kind of made a push at the last minute. That's another six one, six two safety back there. But my favorite, my one of my favorite recruits of this cycle is Ladarius Tennyson. He's only 5'9", 5'10", 193 pounds. But when I tell you, he will be on the field next year. Boy, y'all, y'all, y'all be deep in Florida, I see. Always. Florida and Georgia. I see y'all be deep in Florida, boy. When you see next year, <laughs> you will see this guy. Remember that name. Okay. You will see this guy on the field. Probably in safety, not safety, maybe probably in slot. Uh, not not in the slot, excuse me. Uh, playing nickel and dime, and playing the little position for for us. That guy right there, according to one scout, if he's five eleven, he's a five star number one in his position. That's what I about to say because they got him listed as a athlete, right? Because he <laughs> he, he he's, in that in that and I'm talking about just on the back end. Uh, right. He did he did it. He's a Mister Do It All. What, what, what do you guys. think? What, is he? How is he in a return game? He's an athlete. Okay. 
First first game of the season this year, first play kickoff return, he took it back 100 yards. Uh, well, that, that answered that question. So, I mean, first first place, I mean, the guy is a for real steal. A lot of people right. looked at him and kind of – That 5'9". That 5'9 took away. But we had a guy about four years ago named Robinson Therese mm-hmm. that was same height, Florida kid, same way, was just was just a player. He was just yeah. a ball. And I think this guy – Kind of falls in that same uh, in that same category. Gotcha. But on defense, I mean, moving up, but on defense, I think we did really well in the linebacker game. You know, we lost the five star Trenton Simpson. He decommitted a few weeks ago. And you know what? The crazy part about our linebacker class, and I'm gonna tighten this up in about a minute or so. We had Q Robinson. Yeah. The guy from uh, Jo. No, 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 no. I ain't talking about him. It was Q Robinson. Okay. And then Demore Kennedy. From Theodore, two of Alabama's top recruits now <laughs> that was committed to us. That was a decommitment. And we had Trenton Simpson. So we had three five star kids <laughs> that 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 decommitted, which is cool because we I mean, you know, with Desmond Tinsdale, he's a, a pretty guy. Wesley Steiner is supposed to be this super freak of an athlete. Right. I keep hearing about this kind of stuff like that. So they did pretty good in that uh in that realm. As far as that, but like I said, it's it's a solid class all the way around. We stole the guy from Miami. They got him listed as outside linebacker, that Romelio height, but he's really gonna be a buck slash defensive end or whatever. Uh we we talked about Eric, but you know, we cannot we cannot go another moment and not talk about Mr. Tank Bixby. I can't. I can't because you know we he's yeah. he's 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 a, he's a playmaker. Yeah. And that's what we need. We need more playmakers to do to do more things and with uh with all that man I mean overall that's why I said it was more of a balanced class can't forget about the kid out of Montevallo I, I, his name had, had JJ Evans yeah he signed yeah he yeah. he's he's an under radar guy he's another receiver six two six two yeah so you know big guy but you know he's really been under the radar he's been committed to us for so long I would I would give y'all this you know it's kind of like when you look at the NFL, I, I know I'm a tight end, but when you look at the NFL, sometimes you get a young quarterback and you say, who the hell he throwing the ball to? You know what I'm saying? And in college, you know, in the NFL, you know, you got to do it through the draft, but in college, we're going to do it through recruiting. And <laughs> y'all knocking this out the park. He definitely going to have some weapons. Both, they definitely making sure that he's going to have some weapons to throw the ball to within these next two or three years. And J.J. Pukes <laughs> from Oxford, Mississippi, Came down between us and Bama, tight end. He's listed as tight end, but he's also listed as an athlete. But he is 6'3", 287. And he was playing quarterback this year. I was going to say he kind of put you in the mind of Pitts. Wow, wow. 287, that, that's – Two eighty seven. Yeah, that's 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 not. Pizza. Yeah, he's he's he's. They, they, they keep talking about he's a different type of he's just a different type of athlete. But yeah, overall, <laughs> overall so far, we still have a few more spots left. But they did a pretty solid job. On uh, on 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 a lot of stuff, and they had a lot of surprises yesterday. Um, they had a few people who didn't sign, but overall, you I, I say I said it's Gus's best class, not because of this class, but because of he hit everything that he needed to hit. Just about, right? You know, just about everybody was like, you know, we don't have a no quarterback. Blah blah blah. blah. I, I hear you, okay. The Sh- Shalil Sh- Chanel, I can't remember his name. Garrett guy, the three star dual threat out of uh out of Florida. I mean. I kind of like his game, but we have to kind of wait and see. A lot of these kids, man, everything is going to be wait and see. Wait and see. And you then, know, and, that, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. The top programs all got kids who are super talented. And you know what I'm saying? Even we go down the top ten list, we know Clemson got a 
a lot of them. We can't mm-hmm. forget about uh, old boy to go on Alabama the quarterback. That's what I'm about to say if you want to piggyback on that because he he ended up through through it all. As of today, he held true to his commitment. Who? Bryce Young. Yeah, he signed. He signed. He signed. He signed, still and delivered. And I, I know people might think that I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but I mean, I really am because as of today, he held true and he signed. But again, we ain't heard no decision from two at this moment yet either. And I'll tell you this: it, <laughs> it, I don't like I told I told him before I don't I told him, I didn't think two had anything to do with Bryce Young's decision. But I will say this: if Tua leave, I fully expect Bryce Young to be the starting quarterback at Alabama next year. Wow, wow I think over little Tua, over over little over little Tua, over little over little Tua. Hey, what about little Tua? You know what? Let me ask over you. Little, uh, little you know what? Let me ask you this: because I know little Tua is the uh, so is. What's my guy's name that played in the Iron Bowl? Matt Jones. Matt Jones. He's he still got about a year. He said he coming. He said he going okay. to the grab. So you expect him to beat all of them out, based on what you're saying. So I mean, they say the dude. They I mean, they say so he the best. Let me ask a question. I know this Shoot. is not you know directly re- related to this, but um, do you think Paul Tyson would stay at Bama when you got that many? That's gonna be real. That whole situation gonna I, get real. I dicey. mean, you know, I I had to really think about it because I was that, like, that Paul Tyson is a lock. You know, Bear Bryant grandson, this that great grandson, and and I'm like, it's a lot. But this kid, six six, he got a, he got an arm on him. What the way the way they talk, but the way that they if if Tua leaves, what which most of us. Expect him to go ahead and go, well, not really going to the draft. If he goes into the draft, I, that competition in the spring, you know how a lot of times we don't, you know, you know how a lot of times we want to not necessarily anoint a fresh, a true freshman, you know what I'm saying? Being that dude. And uh, sometimes we try to overlook the spring game or spring practice. The spring game and spring practice, but I think that if two of the sides go to the draft, that Bama spring practice is gonna get a whole lot of. What they was already talking about, like with Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young never really wavered. It was just like they was getting nervous because, yeah, because of the fact you know, not because of the fact he was waiting so late to sign, but that's because he had a ceremony at school, so they didn't sign to three o'clock, which was what. Five, six o'clock here, whatever. Right. So they were tripping. A lot of people were tripping about that, thinking he had second thoughts. But he was coming. But they had already said when you sign a Talia and you sign a Paul Tyson, and then you got Mac Jones still there, and you know that they're gonna recruit another whole great quarterback. Somebody ass is gonna have somebody to leave. leaving. And, and 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 Bama Nation, I don't know who you want leaving, but somebody leaving. But speaking of Bama. Speak. I want to hit on them for a minute? Okay, that's why. That's what we pivot. They uh, when I tell you they they reloaded on that on that on that front seven. They, 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 yeah. No. 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 They hit it hard. <laughs> <laughs> they, <I> mean, <laughs> they hit the front seven hard. Like Bama front seven. I, I like you, and, and we know this. We we. That thing, but that thing been a, a factory, dog. You know that it's been a factory, it, but it's but it's been it's been that 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 DB situation that's been. But it's but it's always but they 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 
Think about where they was with linebackers this year. Right. Think of where they was with the defensive linemen and who they had to play and what they had to play. So the I'm it, saying is they are re-upping. Now, Saban has done something they don't never do. What's that? They signed a junior college DB. Yeah. And Saban he said – top. He was a top – Yeah, Saban DB. said – One of them. Saban said, you yeah. know, in his press conference yesterday, we don't just sign Juco players. We sign them to play. Yeah. So he basically saying like, hey, did, we ain't just go get that boy for no reason. Right. He's saying to you like, hey, homeboy, whoever here now, who whoever here now, just so you know, we ain't just go out here and get this boy and think that he ain't for the contribute. No, 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 no. no. He's we, coming we, in to contribute. No, we we not we not having that. You not here for that. And you know, with local flavor, you know, Rodell, uh, from Hewittown, right here around the corner, you know, was a player that Auburn wanted real bad. A lot of SEC schools wanted, but listening to him yesterday, nobody had a chance. He said it. He basically said it without saying it. Guadarius, he was just like, other, yeah. You know, Q Robinson, you know, yeah, another uh, Logan another product J-O. from your high school, J O J O. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying We man. gonna do that The little day had About 250 We not We not gonna do We not gonna do it Like y'all, that y'all We gonna, that Y'all see with that message That we done got reclassified I ain't, I don't know How I'm feeling about that nah, I don't know How I feel about that, that Right now but. Okay <laughs> Bringing it back in look, Still looking at Bama class You know they got the I can't even call him An Auburn D commit Javion Cohan Cohan uh, from Phoenix City, uh, I'm surprised that Jason Jones didn't sign from Calero. He didn't sign his papers yet. Mm. Hmm. Okay, okay. He, he he didn't sign his papers yet. I thought he would hop at the opportunity to go ahead and sign, but apparently, according to this, he <laughs> give me a second. Excuse us, folks. We're getting breaking news on the <laughs> on the podcast while we record. Bama class was another Bama class, man. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that as a disrespect, but Chris Braswell. Uh, uh, a defensive end, another one. But you know what most people are looking at is Bryce Young, and Bryce right. Young is, and you know a lot that's, of people are concerned. The, that's the that's that's the highlight. That's the highlight. That's the flash. A, a lot of people are concerned with him because you know he's under six feet. So you know, I don't know. Well, he's right at six feet. I don't know how people really feel about that kind of stuff, man. But two ain't the tallest in the world. No, he's not. No, two, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> two is not either. But look. We got some other things we need to hit on, man. So we're gonna go on and take a little little right. commercial break and then we're gonna come back, man. We're gonna have some more conversation about recruiting. I'll right. back y'all in a minute. One. Welcome back to Down South Football Podcast. Uh the recruiting show. We wanna talk a little bit more about uh, recruiting and then what has changed over the past couple of years, the early signing period, which I'm no longer calling it the early signing period. It's, it's the signing period. It has basically become the new national signing day, I what mean, we had in February. We everybody still have, to be tuned in. Like We still have February, but because of the advent of early enrollees uh, and just a lot of kids want to go ahead and get stuff over with. So I want to drag it out to February, but the – Last year started the big shift of what people looked at the early signing period was. I think that was the second year of the early signing period, and people kind of finally figured out, like, okay, this but, is how this works. But speak on what you were telling us off camera about the timetable as to why a lot of them are are doing it. Because well, I think some people don't really understand fully why 
the kids are shifting to this versus February. Right. Well, you know, it depends on your school and depends on a lot of stuff. You know, kids are wanting to graduate early uh, in December mm-hmm. instead of waiting to May. Timetable wise, what you're looking at is you're looking at the kid being able to, in some instances, participate in bowl practices, right. being able to get to get uh, get acclimated to the speed of practice, things of that nature. It's not, it's not exactly like regular practice, but you know, uh, they get to participate in a lot of bowl practices, get to already kind of be on campus, get a feel of how things go, and then of course they they can't go to the bowl site. Uh, they can't really participate in the bowl part of it, but they can participate in those practices that are on campus. Uh, then from there, you you get to start school and come back to school and, and hit the winter conditioning like everybody else. And that's what I'm about to say. I think that's the number one thing because a lot of these kids that come out of high school, the ones that that maybe not necessarily are, are physically ready, they coming in in December and they're getting that jump start of getting into the weight and the conditioning program starting in December. So by the time spring hits they three four months in but by the time the spring game comes around they three four months in into the weight program and then by the time we get to may and june you're talking about six months right into the strength and conditioning program so they you know they they ready and not only that you're getting the, the, the jump start with the strength and conditioning program like i was saying earlier it's one of those things like you get you get acclimated to what a college schedule is going to give you. And you also get acclimated to doing the, the early morning training sessions that go along with the off-season work. Uh, and then you get to be really kind of a – I ain't going to say a normal college student, but you kind of get get, get yeah. into the groove of being a college student. And then by that time you look up, guess what's coming around? You got spring practice. You got 15 spring practices that you get in. So you get mm-hmm. into the use of what actual practice is going to be like. So you already had a game. Then you get to participate in a game, a A-day game, as long as you're not hurt or injured. You get to participate in that. And then you get to see post-spring when they go back to training again, getting right. ready for the summer, getting ready for all those kind of things like that. And then by the time a lot of your freshman classmates are there, you, if they come in May, even if they come in May. You're five, six months in. You're five months in and you're in the program and you're pulling up, you know – you you get you got the playbook. You know uh, some of the scheme. You know a lot of things have been put in how how stuff works, and it's just a big advantage for them to right. be able to enroll early if they can. And it's almost to the point now where you when you see it fair or unfair, it's almost to the point now where when a guy says he's not enrolling early, you like well he probably ain't gonna see much much you, playing time. You right. can you do I say mean, that, that that's just the thought process. Now, now right. obviously there depending are, on the kid. Now there are kids that come in that like hey. It Just don't matter. Deny. They come in in May or December. They they ready to go from the jump. But right. a lot of times that that's usually the mentality when you hear that is like, well, he ain't coming early. Well, you know, he'll go through everything he needs to go through. But freshman year, he probably ain't gonna see much action. And then if he do, it's gonna be late. And then a lot of it depends on the kid. Right. A lot of stuff that happens on that field, especially that transition to college, right. depends one hundred percent on how the kid adjusts. Mm-hmm. You know, Rodney Gardner calls it the de recruiting process. And he laughs about it because, you know, he's Rodney Gardner, the D-line coach for Auburn, and has all kind of high-end draft picks and all mm-hmm. kind of defensive linemen that he recruits and that he puts in there. He's like, I de-recruit them. And if you know anything about an Auburn practice, Auburn fans know that the one thing you hear at an Auburn practice is, like, hey, I don't care. Get your goddamn ass down. Like, he don't care. Right. He don't care. Like, you know, you're going to hear his voice. He hard on you, but he going to love you hard. But like they say, he going to teach you. Right. And it's kind of like a lot of kids 
can't really handle that at mm-hmm. first. So it takes a maturity level to get into it, to get into what the college program wants, what a coach wants from it. That's just not brute strength. What kind of technical? Uh, what kind of technical aspect do they have with mm-hmm. their game? It's just a lot of stuff to go into it, and the earlier you can get into the it, the earlier the better. The earlier, and, you and, get and, on and the I think, like you said, that's what a lot of kids are realizing now. Like the earlier you can get in there, the better off you're gonna be. Especially, especially if your aspirations are playing freshman year and not if that if that's your goal and that's what because you know everybody has those aspirations, but sometimes it's more work that go into right. it. And if you can become an early enrollee, you getting that extra time to put in more work so you can try to see the field freshman year. And one another thing that you 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 see so many people, you see so many of these kids now, and this all kind of ties together with the grad transfer with the transfer portal. You right. see so many kids that get on the transfer portal, they got two two years left because you get in uh, that semester. Mm-hmm. You t- you get in that semester. And you probably get in the summer, and you probably get in those two minute semesters in the summer before right. most of your other freshmen or even old campus. That, that's, that's, that's not you know that's not football players because most football players come in there in that May June area, so they come in that minute semester. So you already basically if you go to both minute semesters, which most freshmen do mm-hmm. because they are on campus training and working out, right. doing that kind of thing. So you three semesters ahead of the game mm-hmm. before August even get here. So you see them kids finish. Ah, I graduated in three years. Yes, they yeah, did. That's why. Accomplishment. <laughs> that's why. I mean, that's not just why. I mean, some of them but, do, but yeah. some of them don't. But it's like you got to think about the college football players. When are they ever off? Right. They are never off. So it's like they're going to go to summer school. They're going to go to the summer school, the right. first session, the so second like said, session, the minute campus. session. Yeah, they ain't leaving campus. Right. They ain't leaving campus for real. So it's like, yeah, you should. Like y'all should be getting your degrees and doing stuff like that, but. It's all an advantage to to what they have, but I think a lot of confusion has been the early signing period means early enrollee, and it's not the same thing. It's just the advent of the early enrollee has become very very popular because right. of what has happened over the past few years, and the early signing period just makes it even bigger because everybody does it, and I think a lot of and I mean we we got people we got people from all over that listen, so some are deeper than the know, and some are not. But like you say, everybody that signs early doesn't no. roll early. That just means you're getting it over with. Like your recruitment's completely shut down. It's over with. You good. Right. Don't, don't come at me. I ain't taking no more visits. I'm done. No, you can't because, I mean, you sign that LOI. It's right. It. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, one, the other, one other thing that I wanted to get into, we got two more things to get into, was that Go ahead. recruiting, what I call recruiting one-on-one is learning recruiting. And also that recruiting is only about a third piece of the puzzle when it comes to the development of players. Like, I think a lot of times, and y'all have heard me say this before, a kid we were just talking about off the air, you know, if he was a couple inches taller, he would have been a five-star. Right. And which really just basically means, and, you know, we, we've had this conversation before. Five-star doesn't mean – basically the only thing it means is – we feel like he has the ability to play as a true freshman from the jump. Four star means we thinking he's gonna play as a freshman, but Possibly. probably start as a sophomore, Four. and it kind of goes on like that. But I think what has happened is that it's gotten a negative connotation because of the way that it's been presented by rivals twenty four seven. Oh, he's a five star kid. He he he's a he's a home run. Five, some five star kids don't start to their junior year, right? And and also. You know, it, it's no 
no one ever puts a definition on what's a five star kid. Right. You know, we feel like a five star kid is just the the like the the coupe de gras of the high school player. Which is sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Right. So, you know, you could have a five star that you can have a four star player that based off of some certain measurables that if he was just an inch taller could be a five star player. So that doesn't mean your four star is not as good as the five star. But what they don't tell is, you know, hey, a five star is like you like you said, that immediate impact kid. Your four star is really your uh, he's he, an impact. He, he can play, but right. he's going to start definitely going into the next right. year. I mean, he, and he may be a rotation guy. You know, your three star is, you know, he sophomore, may, junior, sophomore, junior, and then you then and trickle on down to your two star might be red shirt. You know, one one or two years in the lab to kind of build up. That's what they don't under. That's what they don't. You know, preach. It's more so of. And and when kids see this five star, four star, three star, two star, man, it's it it weighs on them, right? You know, it, it weighs on them. I think more than what the whoever they are, that's um that's recruit that's that's ranking these guys. And to be honest, a lot of the guys that's ranking them are just regular guys like us. You know, a lot of them just have a lot of influence and just kind of been doing it for a while. You know, so when you when you rank a kid a two star or one. A one star, or a three star, no star, five, man, it it really weighs on them, and so I mean I have a love hate relationship with the ranking system, but I mean it is what it is. But just because he's a five star or a four star, you see a three star, bro. When they get to the college campus, guess what? They are no star. When they get on that campus and get on that field, don't nobody really the, the five star don't get no more reps than the two star or the three star. And it's, I. It's, 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 it is what it is at that point. And a perfect example of that I will give you is when uh, a couple years ago when Auburn signed Byron Coward. Byron Coward was the number one player in the nation, Mr. Five Star. Right. Everybody thought he was just going to come in and just blow up the spot because of his athletic ability, because of his physicalness, and because of what he does on the field when he was in high school. Everybody kind of thought, hey, you know, man, this dude is going to really get it. He's going to wreak havoc. He got in there, and it took him a while to adjust. He wasn't as physical, as dominant as he was, and Auburn fans were calling him a bust. And, and I guess if you want to look at his performance, he was a bust compared to what what the uh, – ex- what the uh, – um, <laughs> excuse me. We sidebar. We we are watching the Auburn North Carolina State basketball. I'm sorry. In this, this cat, this guy just walked to Opelika. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and looking like why they call why, why you call the wall, man. But anyway, you know, a lot of people just don't really understand what all goes into it. Yeah, and I, and I think, and and even I don't, you know, sometimes I don't think the kids understand that either. Because right. a lot of times, as we know, it, we talked about it before, they are so some of these guys are so much better than the competition that they're facing in high school mm-hmm. that they had that assumption that when they get to college, you know, it like you said, I'll be able to use my raw talent or my raw ability. And sometimes when you get to college, like, no, nah, bro, you you need to come over here and listen. You need to do a little more in order to for us to bring all of that out. Well, this is why I say recruiting is only a, a one part of the puzzle. You know, a lot of things that they get judged upon, and you know, I don't have as much of a love hate relationship with the recruiters as David does, but I understand his point. 
Right. You know, I, I, I fully understand his point. I have more of an issue with the fact of that the fans have have kind of like gravitated to, oh, he a five star, so he gonna ball. And that, and, it's, and, and that sometimes just that's just not true, especially you talking about on the line. You talk about online now. Skill players, skill players. Even not some of them, you even, can see it. Even you can watch the tape and you can see it. You know, like with George last year, you can see it. You know it was there. Normally, your running backs, wide receivers, and even sometimes with your QB, sometimes you could just see it. Like okay, they right. when well, they got the ball in the hand, they explosive. But linebackers, defensive ends, offense, especially offensive line. I mean, honestly, even with George. As as great as I thought that he was, or, or I know that he is, and, and even greater that he's going to be, you know, in the uh, when I coached him in the seven on seven tournament, I mean, even then, I mean, as great as I figured that George was as a five star recruit, he was not. I don't believe he was the leading receiver on that offense. On which one, Georgia? Georgia. Right. No, I was Kager. Right. So, I guess I said that to say this. It's still work to do. It's still work because you are the greatest or you're the best kid in your class, in your city, or you could be even best, you know, rank one in your recruiting class across the nation. It's still work to be done because I just saw a kid that just – we just talked about George Pickens. I mean, one of the – I mean, I I love his family. I know his family, and I love – you know what I'm saying? I got a love for that kid, but even him – He's going to come back home on the off season and get back to the grind because it's it's more to be done. You know, it, it's it's the fact of I mean, yeah, we knew who he was, but did the defenders really fear him? You I don't. Know what I mean, and it's, I don't. It's that type of deal. And David, I think me and you have had this conversation. I know me and you have had this conversation a lot about about people not really knowing what goes into. Uh, what goes into how hard these kids work and how they understand that they have to be constantly improving. You know, regardless of how good you are, even your freshman year, you know, like look at some, look at somebody like a Jalen Hurts. Look what he was his freshman year. He was very beloved. You know, I'm not going to say that he, you know, that he just took some steps back, but he didn't really take some steps forward. Right. And, you know, that's the thing about it is like, I'm just telling this you all. I'm here as one of 85 people on the scholarship, okay? There's 14 teams in the SEC, so I'm just going to say 80 times 14. You talking about – we talking about like a little bit over 1,000 players throughout the country that's here and representing this great conference or the Big 12 or whatever conference that are on scholarship. And you take about half of those, those – about half of those kids are all that's playing. So you're talking about 400 kids per conference that's playing on an elite level. Every, every, every Saturday. And I don't think people really understand the dedication that these kids go through, man. I follow it so closely because I like to know the inside. You know, I like to know, right. like, when we talk about recruiting, what makes them who what makes them put the kid up on a board? Right. What makes them look well, at this kid? Is it, you well, know. What sites you looking at? You looking at ESPN or 247? I look at all of them. I'm talking about a kid. I'm not talking about necessarily his rank. I'm talking about when we're talking about a kid. Right. And there are certain people. Now, they're. I'm not as hard into a rank. Like, I don't dismiss him because they say he's a three-star. I, I like to listen to a lot of the – more of the moderators of my site that are really into recruiting. Not necessarily the national moderators as much, but they are some that just, like, really know the kid. Right. Really, 
really know what's going on right and all that kind of stuff like that and be like been following them for like a a couple years and like really know their story like about jj evans the guy that just signed at auburn you know how he sat there and watched his daddy drown you know i heard that story today it's like this stuff like that that you hear that you're not going to get that from everybody because right. this guy is just about a four-star kid. And that's no knock right. on them because, like, Luganville, to me, does one of the best jobs. I like right. Luganville because Luganville will tell you, I'm going to – he told it on the show, I'm going to miss some kids right. because there's 500,000 kids <laughs> playing high school football and somebody's going to go on the radar. He's just like, you have to understand that. So just because you're – you know, your team didn't didn't make it to where it was. Like they talked about USC yesterday. They talked about how they only had eleven how they had only had eleven commits and certain certain things are are, are universal. Certain things are just universal when we're talking about recruiting. Recruiting has no true definition. And everybody tries to say, Oh, well, he should be doing he should be doing that. For some kids, I feel that way. I feel like, yeah, this kid is definitely underperformed in his time there. But did you try to figure out, well, why? Did he not take the coaching right? Did he not develop right? Was he having trouble off the field? It's not always just, oh, hell, he ain't doing good on Saturday. It's always more to it than anything else. And then I think you can even speak to the camp piece because some kids don't get the stars or the grades that they should get because, quite frankly, everybody can't make it to all of these camps. And 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 that has a lot. And as I've learned over the last few years, I know that that plays a part in it too. Because some of these kids, they can't make all of these camps. They they flat out just can't afford it. Well, well, well even, <laughs> even even with that, mm-hmm. and David is going through it right now with his sons. Like a lot of it is the camps, right. but a lot of it is your school exposure too. Because like a lot of kids have been found where I know for a fact they have gone to. A practice to see this kid and walked away with this kid that they weren't even going to look at being the guy that they were like wait a minute you you, you see that linebacker right there you see what he's doing like i know he ain't the one we came to see uh what's going on with him right. what's his name so like the camp circuit is there and a lot of people can do it but a lot of people can't do it man that's where your film comes in there too right and that, you, that's what huddle comes in and you know, man, I'm gonna be honest. It's it's so many moving parts in this. Yes, Lord. Relation in, in this whole thing. I mean, you have you mentioned Huddle. I mean, Huddle is a great tool because I mean, I mean, Huddle is is basically the video that your coaches record. They whether don't like pra- whether it's practice a game, whatever they you know it is what it is. Um, and I have a mixed relationship with Huddle, but that's a whole nother. I know. Uh, you have a mixed relationship with well, all I things a mixed relationship with a whole lot. Of stuff. With all things recruiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a mixed I, relationship. I really do. You know, because I'm trying I, to help him, y'all. Y'all, y'all help me. I out. mean, I'm I'm looking at it, man, I, and I'm and I'm in, I'm kind of in this rec- recruiting cycle, and I don't anticipate my kid being a a five star, four star, high recruiting and like that. He'd just be a regular kid. But you know, as I go to these camps and I pay my money to go to these camps and you know, it's – and when you go to these camps, you really need to – and this is for the this is for the parents that's coming behind me. I mean, you really need to open your eyes and just kind of look. I mean, look at, you know, who's 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 running the camp. And when I say who's running the camp, I mean who are the guys that are coaching. 
who are they affiliated with? And you can it's easily tell, you know, because they all all the guys are gonna talk to each other. You know, I look at, you know, the kids in in some camps you go to, a lot of the kids that that win their awards at the end of the day, they are all affiliated in the same club. You know, so you have to be very mindful of that. I mean, and and these are and these are very influential camps that have some influential people that that post stuff online, and whether you agree with it or not, once this particular influential club posts a star or two or three next to a kid name, it's kind of golden. And you have lazy colleges and lazy recruiters that go off of that. Hey, I got a three-star kid in in XYZ City. Hey, we want him. We look at his tape. Okay, but he's a three-star. We we want him. You know, so when we get to this board on ESPN, these other outlets, we got this many five-star, this many four-star, this many three-stars. But, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. A baller is a baller. A baller could be a zero-star, one-star, two-star, whatever you want to call them. You know, it's just about it's about the kid in general. Well, it kind of goes back to the whole thing about, like I said, about evaluation. I think a lot. I think I think five to six years ago, a lot of things were, for lack of better word, based off different things. But a lot of these coaching staffs that I know, that I that I follow and stuff like that, you know, uh, their highest ranked kid won't be somebody they'll have on the board. That, right. that, 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 It'll be somebody else. And you got to understand, like, we talking about these kids going to camps, but all these colleges have their own camps. There there was many J- – Javar Johnson from Hewitt Trust for last year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rivals. It wasn't 24-7 that brought him to there. He camped at Auburn. And Gus went up to him and offered him a scholarship after the camp. Mm. He wasn't even on their radar. So I mean, it it, it works it works it, it works both ways, both ways. But unfortunately, you hear more about the horror stories than than you hear about the success stories. That's true. But as you get deep in, and I guess I take a lot of it for granted because I read his story and I was like, okay, well, cool. That's how we got we got his camp. But I don't I don't put the two and two together right. because I know that's just what a part of it. The recruiting world is it can be a nasty, terrible place. And if you want some, if you want your child to grow up real quick, <laughs> tell them be tell them deal with recruiting. <laughs> tell them be in recruiting. Yeah, definitely. so it's, it's it's a big thing. I mean, because scholarships get pulled. I mean, you yep. know, things get said. Whereas you know, influenced on you to, you know, it's it's highly encouraged <laughs> for you to look other places. The, you know right, like y'all had that situation with some Florida State people. Right, and we, like I said, we had that situation where we had a guy that was claiming that he was a quote unquote commit. Right, but basically, was sitting there basically saying, "Oh, I'm really looking at Alabama." You can look, but it was just all the intel that right. was coming. They were like, you know, a lot of people don't know. Coaches have a lot of side conversations with these kids. Of if course. they hear too much, if they hear too much, they'll be like, "Uh, what's going on? Is everything good? Everything we good? Right? What we uh, are? Right? And if not, what's really going? On? Do we need coach to get a sense of that? And coach would be like, "You know what?" And they go back to their recruiting room. Don't even worry about man. It. Don't don't even worry about it, old boy. Like we. Just scratch him. scratch him. Don't and, even worry I mean, about we, him. And even not even. And we had a lineman that he was. He's been committed to Florida State for for a long time. But Novell talked to him and was like, "Hey, man, you know your position, which is a guard. I think his name was Alavici or something like that. You're a guard. We kind of good on that. We need another running back. So you know, 
We appreciate you. Things ha- look. It, it's it's a <laughs> it's a matter of fact business right. when you're dealing with this stuff, man. That but is true. We just wanted to hit on recruiting for a minute. We, just a little bit. We people. took up y'all time a little bit. We got the bowl season starting tomorrow on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna try to squeeze in a nice little bowl show for some of the major bowls coming up. Definitely, and get in depth about the playoffs. And get in depth about because the playoffs. LSU, because LSU, we got to do some digging about Clyde. To find out if that's true or not true, but we'll talk about that next week. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I hope it ain't too. But man, we we appreciate right. y'all tuning in and hope y'all have a merry Christmas and hope everything is going well for you this holiday season. And uh, please follow us up. Please follow us again at DSF Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Like I said, we can go on and on by recruiting. If y'all would like to hear more about this, at the end of the, you know, y'all know what to do. Put it in the comments. Holler at us. DM us. Tell us what's up. Y'all, if y'all want to continue this conversation about recruiting and what it's really about. We so, got like six months, people. We, we we can fill it in. Oh, we got we got a lot of stuff we can we got, fill we, in. We, we can fill it in. So. We got a lot of stuff we're going to be filling in. I already, I already, I we ain't going nowhere. It will not be a hiatus, you know, after this one. There, there will not be a hiatus. We're going to, even if it's once or well, twice a month, well, we're going right, to continue to work. It will be a hiatus because, you know, we're going to work. We work. Nah, we working, sir. We not working. Even, not, no, no, ain't going to be no every we week. We working, sir. Ain't going to be no every week. Cause <laughs> ain't going to be no every week. I'm not. I'm not gonna make the every week commitment. I, I didn't say every week. I said once. Oh, time. okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how. See it, we'll saying, see, we'll, see, we'll see how that go. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, but anywho, man, y'all already know what time it is, man. This your main man. I am DJ Double Dose. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at I am DJ Double Dose. Man, it's Dave Gardner, man. You're on Facebook, Dave Gardner, or David Gardner, I think is what it is. But, man, I want to give a quick shout-out to the kids that sign here locally. Oh, yeah, my one, bad. I forgot. We were supposed one, to do that. Yes, go ahead. really go ahead. quick. I'll make it really quick. I'm not going to drag no, it out. No, take your time. Take your time. You know, take your time. You had, um, you had Darius Robinson from uh, Jackson Olin. Uh, he ended up signing with Alabama. Uh, you also had Jacorian uh, Wren. He signed with Tennessee Tech um, out of Jackson Olin as well. Uh, you also had Jason Jones out of Center Point, and you also had um, I can't call his name, but I think they called him Tank Defense Tackle. He went to uh, FAU. Uh, you also had uh, yeah Willie T. I mean, you also had uh, you know Robbie out of out of Hoover. Um, and, I, uh, and I'm and I apologize if I'm missing some kids right now, uh, but I don't have them all pulled up in front of me, but. I guess I say that to say this is that man is the city of Birmingham is full of talent and it's getting better man I mean I'm talking about 2021 2022 and so on and so after so if you a young recruit out there or a young recruit parent out there don't give up keep working they're looking get your kid on Twitter uh tag these coaches tag these different sites anybody you see that has uh a lot of followers tag them in your post and post it man i don't care if you feel like people are getting you're getting on people's nerves it doesn't matter at the end of the day you're trying to get your kid exposure and i think that that's the one thing in the birmingham area that our kids are lacking is our kids not lacking talent you know you have people saying well atlanta georgia they got all the talent or florida they got all the talent man bump that they got talent because they're exposed and you can see it you know, we got kids that run, you know, run four four, four three, four five. You big kids, strong kids. We got all the same thing they got. Let's just get this talent out here and expose it, man. 
Uh, that's just kind of my two cents before I leave. And again, you can follow me on DL Gardner two hundred five at Twitter. And I'm gonna hand it over to Renard for the close for the closeout. Uh, yeah, Dave, I think that was a, a great message. And also, man, I think y'all really need to understand when you're talking about recruiting. And I know you wanted to be so matter of fact, but it's I compare it to if you have a young kid that's trying to get into the acting business. Right. All you're looking for is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of them out there that's going to tell you no, and a lot of kids out there that's never going to make it. But when you're in that particular business, you got to understand, just like that other person telling you how great their kid is. You don't need but one. You don't need but one to believe in you, man. And that's, that's all it. thing you're looking for. You're looking for the opportunity. So, man, we're going to continue to uh, talk about this stuff, man, about some issues in college football stuff as we go on. But I just wanted to say that, man. Just don't give up. Keep doing what y'all doing. And just like David said, keep putting yourself out there. If you believe in yourself, promote yourself. It ain't no different than any marketing or anything else. So this your boy, man, at Renard D. Williams. Once again, hit up the podcast, man, at DSL Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, man. And once again, we appreciate y'all. And, and um, you got we anything out. else, man? No, nah, I'm good, man. We out of here, All man. All right, we out, brother. All right, man, we're going to see y'all for these bowls, man. Holla at y'all, man. One.